Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Did you know that a great many of the people who think of themselves as introverts aren't really introverts at all? It's actually true that the term introvert has been so popularized over the last few years that instead of trying to hide it, many introverts are now beginning to wear the introversion as a badge of honor. Knowing who you really are deep down inside is such a fundamentally important part of self-development that this was my inspiration for creating today's video. Because if you know for sure whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, it can play a really important role into your development as a human being. The idea of introverts and extroverts was first popularized by psychotherapist Carl Jung. But needless to say, of course, the science has come a long way since then. Here is eyeing you off Myers-Briggs personality tests. Hmm. In fact, right now, personality profiling is one of the most robustly and clearly understood forms of psychology that we have right now. If you'd like to better understand how we go about creating a personality test and um, understanding what are the personality factors that we choose to look at, if that's something you'd be interested in seeing a video about, let me know in the comments below and I'll create a series about it. The very first important thing you need to know about introverts and extroverts is that it's actually a spectrum. So you don't, it's not just a binary thing where you're either an introvert or you're an extrovert. Actually, you are almost always something in between. So for example, I myself am an introvert, but I'm only a little bit of an introvert. So I'm only a little bit towards the left of the graph that you're seeing in front of you right now. But if you lie, and many people do, somewhere in the center of the graph, a little bit to the left of center, a little bit to the right of center, you're actually known as ambivert. Because while you portray a predominant preference, you do possess qualities from one or the other. One of the biggest mistakes that we make when it comes to our understanding of introversion is that we tend to use the term introverted as an emotion, as in right now I'm feeling introverted. And when we say that we tend to mean that we're feeling shy, we're feeling insecure, we're feeling antisocial. But in reality, that to be introverted doesn't mean that you must be shy or or, or insecure or, or antisocial. Introverted doesn't have to mean any of those things. So then what actually is an introvert and what actually is an extrovert? Well, let's have a little look at the definitions. So extroversion is the state of primarily obtaining gratification from outside oneself. Extroverts are energized and thrive off being around other people. They take pleasure in activities that involve large social gatherings, such as parties, communities, activities, public demonstrations and businesses or political groups. They also tend to work well in groups. An extroverted person is likely to enjoy time spent with people and find less reward in time spent alone. They tend to be energized when around other people and they are more prone to boredom when they are by themselves. On the flip side, introversion is defined as the state of being predominantly interested in one's own mental self. Introverts often take pleasure in solitary activities such as reading, writing or meditating. An introvert is likely to enjoy time spent alone and find less reward in time spent with large groups of people. Introverts are easily overwhelmed by too much stimulation from social gatherings and engagement. 
So really, at its core, the most marked difference between introverts and extroverts is that an introvert gets energized when they're alone, and when they go and spend time with other people, they slowly lose their energy. An extrovert gets a lot of, gets all their energy from being around other people, and when they're alone, they slowly start to lose their energy and get bored. So it's kind of the, the opposites in that way, but it has nothing to do with being shy or insecure or socially adept, right? As we often think of or extroverts. And so this is where we get the problem with people confusing being shy with being introverted. See, a lot of us can have complicated childhoods that lead us to be shy, right? Or we got teased a lot as kids, so we are shy as adults. Or we just never got like to be around people a lot because we grew up in a small town, so we end up being shy as adults. But that has nothing to do with us being introverted. You see, when you're introverted, being around other people is a preference. Being shy is a form of distress around other people. So a really great example would be for myself, if I, uh, my partner comes to me this afternoon, she says, Damien, don't forget we've got that party this afternoon. And I'll say to her, oh, how big a party is it? How many people are gonna be there? And she says, oh, only about 20 or 30. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, oh, I don't wanna have to do this. I'm so tired, I don't wanna have to do this. But I go and I attend the party and everyone thinks I'm happy and I'm social and I can talk freely and I can interact with people just fine. But I come home and I'm like, oh my God, thank God that is over. I just wanna lie down and I don't wanna to talk to anyone for three days. That's the difference. That's why I'm an introvert, right? But I'm not shy. However, what is true is that many introverts end up leading lives where they experience less social interaction and experience than their extroverted counterparts. So as you grow up as a child, as a teenager, as, an, uh, as a young adult, you'll often elect to spend far less time in social situations and you'll elect to spend far more time alone. And what this means is that you're more likely to have less well-developed social skills. Um, you're less likely to be comfortable in yourself around other people because you've just had less exposure and less experience because you've sorted out less frequently than your extroverted cousins, so to speak. And so yes, plenty of introverts are shy. Plenty of introverts are less socially adept. Plenty of extroverts are confident and more socially adept. But the, the key here is that this doesn't have to be the case. And so this is why I think understanding whether you're really an introvert or extrovert can be really truly uplifting because if you are, are really an introvert and, and you're shy or uncomfortable around people it's really critical to understand that that isn't because you're an introvert right you can actually learn to be really comfortable around other people a really great conversationalist and your shyness can disappear completely that isn't linked to being an introvert on the flip side and this is sometimes even more important i've had clients like this where you're extroverted but because you've had whatever happened in your past, you behave like an introvert or you tend to avoid social interactions, your whole life you can end up feeling like a round peg in a square hole. And you're never gonna feel like, I don't understand why I'm not getting what I want out of life. And when you suddenly deal with a lot of your traumas, a lot of the stuff in your life that's caused you to avoid people and stay away, so you, you really do some personal work, and then you come to terms with your extroversion nature and you start seeking out groups of people and having really massive, amazing friend groups, Oh my God, it's like you, you suddenly, this is who I am. I'm home now, right? Th this realization can be absolutely life-changing. And obviously, introversion and extroversion aren't the only two important vectors when it comes to understanding our personality profile and how that might impact how we interact with women and friends socially in our lives. I've developed a free personality test where I look at 16 aspects of your personality, that's 16 vectors of your personality, 
Uh, it's based on Raymond Cattell's 16 personality factor test. Go ahead and look it up. It's very well researched and documented testing process, but it's absolutely free. I highly recommend you go and check it out now. I'll put it up here on the screen. It'll take you about 20 minutes, so you're gonna want some time, but the answers it's gonna give you is gonna help you understand where are your strengths and where are your weaknesses around women to help you understand what you need to work on most to get the best results. Now, if you've enjoyed this video, I'm thinking about doing a whole series on personality profiling. First, to describe how uh, psychology and psychologists actually go about formulating vectors and, and deciding what a personality profile is, how they devise a test, what goes into that, what, how much work and how scientific is this thing really? I'd make a video on that. And then what I do is I'd look at all the different parts of a human's personality and how they play out, not just in dating, but in our lives in general. If you'd be interested in this series, let me know in the comments below because I'd be excited to, to develop it because I am passionate about personality profiling because I think it's really, really important. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.